Part 6, The Principle of Scarcity. Next, let's explore Part 6, The Principle of Scarcity. We all know that when a thing is scarce, it's precious. For example, valuable antiques handed down, da Vinci's works, and so on. The principle of scarcity means that, the rarer the item is, the higher the value we feel. Many businesses utilize the influence, brought by the principle of scarcity. They will apply the limited number technique or deadline tactic, to imply the shortage of certain products to customers, and by doing so raise the values of these products in the customer's mind. For example, when a particular product is on limited sale, the special price remains valid until sold out, or the discount lasts for three days only, the customers will think the opportunity is rare, which will stimulate their desire to buy. At the same time, the author points out that, the fear of losing a particular thing can be more motivating than the desire to possess the same thing. For instance, there are plenty of globally renowned scenic spots. Still, many tourists will choose to spend their holidays in Venice of Italy or Maldives in the Indian Ocean. As the media claimed, some of these scenic spots will soon disappear because of global warming and rising sea levels. Not only does scarcity stimulate our desire to possess, but also the more difficult the item is to obtain, the more we want to own it. In other words, if external factors are preventing us from owning something, we will want it more. The story of Romeo and Juliet is a typical case. These two characters are symbols of tragedy in Shakespeare's writing. They loved each other, but because of the bitter feud between their families, both families opposed their love. To fight against the strong opposition, they both committed suicide in the end. Many would wonder why these two young people developed such a strong affection in a short time that even resulted in them committing suicide. Sociologists pointed out that, maybe their initial feelings were not so strong. It is the opposition and interference from their family members that stimulated their psychological reactions and deepened their affection. In real life, this is also true for many youngsters who fall in love. The stronger their family oppose them, the more they insist. Parents in certain culture would interfere with their son or daughter's love affairs. Researchers found that the more the parents interfere, the more in love the couple would feel. Their love usually becomes more rooted, and the desire to get married becomes stronger. If the parents are not so opposing, the romantic experience between the couple will slowly cool down. The author of the book also states that we want to possess, not only because of the scarcity and difficulty to obtain, but also that competition will stimulate our possessiveness. Some people in love use this by intentionally telling their lovers that they have new admirers in order to gain more attention. Also, some shopping malls will make a big clearance sale, which claims first come, first served. Customers would get frenzied and rush to buy, sometimes even without checking sizes when buying clothes and shoes. In this kind of competitive atmosphere, most customers would buy a lot of products which they don't need at all. As stated in the book, there is something almost physical about the desire to have a contested item. The influence of the principle of scarcity is pervasive in life. So how to prevent the side effects of it? The author suggests that, when we want to possess something because of its rarity, we should ask ourselves one question, what do we want from this thing after all? Usually, when we want something, it is not only to possess it, but also to make use of it, such as taste it, feel it, or enjoy it. The author indicates that scarce things do not taste, or touch, or sound, or ride, or work any better, because of their limited availability. 
When we feel the urge to have something because of the scarcity pressure, we should first calm down and ask ourselves why we want this thing. If we want it for possession, we can judge how much it is worth based on its scarcity. If we want it for usage, we should know it has the same value and functions, whether it is scarce or not. This concludes part 6 of today's content, The Principle of Scarcity. Let's summarize, when something is scarce or difficult to obtain, it will very likely stimulate our possessiveness. The more obstacles we are facing, the stronger the competition is, and the more we want to own it. To avoid making unwise decisions driven by impulse, we need to consider why we want this thing. Do we want the item itself, or do we want its use value? The functions itself won't change because of its scarcity.